going here. All right, so we, we got it on YouTube, got YouTube going, and I'll put that on there later and got it on your, your audio uh, devices. Uh, I do want to say, you want to check out uh, Ethan, our brother Ethan. Uh, he's actually on, uh, he's actually got his podcast on, on, uh, on, spot, on um, Apple Podcasts and stuff too. Called, I think it's called Bull Spitting in a Wheelchair. So that was a, 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 a you know, a little thing there for him um, as he yeah, talks about all sorts of stuff. But anyway, uh, we're going to we're going to be in, in Psalm chapter 46 today. Uh, if you have your phone or, you have, you know, or you have your Bible, Psalm 46. Now, it, 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 it may it may surprise you uh, that I have um, to learn this, that I have pretty much always been a hyperactive person. Did that surprise you? A little bit. I've all. <laughs> I've always been a, high, a little bit, a little bit hyper. Um, I, I, shock. Uh, you know, I can see the shock on your faces through the windshield, through the you know the, the glass there. Uh, that you're surprised by that. I, uh, my first day of high school, um, I, I was. It was my first day of high school now, and that was when you know you, you like you all like you, you know you when you left middle school, you're at a different campus, and you come to a new new campus in high school, and so I went from Jennings. And I come to Jasper, and I was in Miss Mitchell's class, in business class, fifth period. I remember the period. And I was kind of, you know, we had these rolling chairs, and I was kind of doing this right here with, with a chair, and I fell out my chair. Uh, first day of high school, a little embarrassing. Um, and, and so I know that surprises you. Uh, but, you know, um, I think uh, to be somewhat serious about it, I think that some of that, um, uh, you know, has, has as the years have gone on, um, it, it kind of, I've always kind of wanted to control whatever I could control. And so, I, I, you know, and so I, I'll, I'm, hi, I'm hyper, I'm active and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm just all over the place. And, uh, and that may have helped me be a decent coach. And, uh, you know, I guess some people would, would argue that, you know, or, um, because I would kind of leave no, no stone left unturned when it comes to preparation. But it, it also, uh, in all honesty, makes it hard sometimes to stop and trust God. Because I'm a top A person, get it done, and, and I'm going to do it. And then I, did, did I even pray about it? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even pray about that, you know. And so uh, so welcome to our next stop today as we pass through the book of Psalms. And today, uh, today we're going to be um, in Psalm 46. And it's actually one, it's the first one that we've preached on that was not written by David, Okay. So it's the first one not written by David. This one was written uh, to the choir master of the sons of Korah. Uh, and, and you'll notice a, a few very memorable lines, especially if you have the King James Version, uh, where you know word, uh, lines like, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Uh, that's a, I know you guys are familiar with that one, hey, buddy. Um, or, um, you know, be still and know that I'm God. You know, that's a, that also comes. Both of those lines are in this psalm. Uh, and so, um, you know, this psalm was Martin Luther, uh, way on back, Martin Luther. It was his favorite psalm, Psalm 46. I'm going to refer to, I'm going to tell you, tell you another story about him later on. It also inspired him to write the magnificent hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Okay, so y'all familiar with, y'all familiar with that song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God? Martin Luther wrote that in response to Psalm 46, what we're doing today being his favorite psalm. And so uh, as we set up camp here today, uh, my aim today is to stress the following main statement, that as a child of God, we can have the confidence to be still and know that God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble, because He 
is with us. Just kind of put all our kind of stuff together. It's like a long run-on sentence, okay? So my, my old English teachers are probably going to be mad at me for that, but I'm going to make them happy in just a minute because we're going to talk about prepositions, and they're going to be happy with me today. But I'm going to read from the ESV, from my main text today, and then sometimes go back to a CSB. But um, Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3, uh, reads like this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So, prepositions. I'm going to talk about prepositions today. Y'all remember your prepositions in, in, in school? Anybody? Brother Tommy? No? Did they have prepositions when you went? I'm just school. I'm, I'm just kidding with you. That was a joke. That was a pretty good joke. Uh, I should get a honk. Candace, where's the honk? Come on, give me a honk. All right, there you go. She's going honk, honk, honk. <laughs> it must not work. Is that right? Is that, is this, does that horn work? If it works, I'm going to be mad later. But anyway, um, no. <laughs> but the prepositions today that we're in, and I checked with mom to make sure that will we call these words prepositions or we call them adverbs, depending on this setting here, you know? And she says, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're grammatically correct in calling your points today prepositions. So I'm going to have four prepositions for you today. All right, and, and Mr. Steve, you have to take notes today. All right, I'm calling y'all out. When it's this my, y'all just beware. When it's only this my people, like I can call names right quickly, okay? And, and so I shouldn't do that because at least y'all are here, right? Like I'm kind of picking on the choir, so to speak. But anyway, um, so um, what's that? What's that? <laughs> well, I said they didn't have, I asked if they had prepositions, so you're right with me. Anyway, all right. Um, so, so we're going to follow this route today. We're going to look at four. Uh, we're going to look around, all right. We're going to look around us at the potential problems we may face today uh, during this time. Then we're going to look outside, okay, that's the second one, uh, of us to our, great, to our great God. Then we're going to uh, look within us and how we should respond. And then fourthly, we'll end by looking at the fact that God is with us. So those are your four prepositions, all right? And the first one is around, okay, around. So this is the trouble part of our main statement today. I'm getting in a bird is, is, is uh, he is, um, he, he, what's that? Oh, I mean that tree frog. That's why it was a bird. That tree frog is, is amen. Um, and the, the, the point is, is that there's trouble all around. Uh, all we have to do is, is look around. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, even, even before this pandemic, uh, the saying always was, if it wasn't for bad news, it'd be no good, there'd be no news at all. You know, um, and, and things are tough. Times are tough. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, the natural course of, of humankind. Uh, you know, sin seems to be more and more rampant. Um, although people would, would might argue that and say, yeah, you know, we pretty much, you know, did some bad stuff back in the day too, you know. But, but sin, it definitely seems to be more celebrated maybe these days, um, even maybe protected by, by um, governing authorities in some situations. All right? But anyway, it, 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 seems, uh, it seems that drugs are easier to come by. Um, people steal, kill, and destroy, uh, and it just happens all the time. I, and I was reminded of this fact when I was, I told you guys about this a couple of times, but I've been watching that documentary about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and it was really sad when it got to the part where, he talked, where they talked about Michael Jordan's father dying. And I had forgotten about that, you know, and, and Michael got a lot of flack for that. You know, people blamed him for his father's death and said, well, it must have been attached to, to gambling. 
turns out nothing was ever, there was never even a shred of, of evidence that any of that was the case. It was just basically his dad was driving late, late one night, pulled over on the side of the road to, to sleep so he wouldn't crash the car while driving, pulled over and two 18-year-old young men come up and, and, uh, and shot him and, and killed him. All right. I mean, you know, again, sin, sin is, is around us. All right. Um, and, and I want you to notice when you look at these verses, notice the extremes used in these verses. Uh, like, I, you know, you read stuff. I, I think Mr. Mike and I were talking about this before. You know, you read stuff and then you read it again. And then, you you know, maybe you read it a couple times and several times. And, and then something kind of like jumps out at you that you didn't see before. And and when you look through that, notice the, the extremes that are used in these verses. Okay. Um, though the earth gives way. All right. Though the earth gives way. The King James says, though the earth be removed. I don't know about you guys, but that seems pretty extreme. For the earth to be removed. What do you mean? We're not here anymore? I don't... You know, it, it's like even my mind can't hardly even grasp that. Or, uh, though waters roar and foam, which I kind of somewhat, you know, I can get that, you know, and, and being at the beach. But, um, and then though mountains tremble. I, I don't go to mountains a whole lot, but I've gone a few times. I don't remember seeing mountains shaking. You know what I mean? So we're talking about some extreme situations. Um, you know, and, and aren't those things supposed to be pretty stable? Wouldn't you think, Jordan, don't you think like the mountains should stay still, right? Don't you think so? I mean, I, I think the mountains should probably stay still. I like it for to stay. I like the earth to be where it is, <laughs> you know, as far as that goes, uh, not to be removed. Um, and, you know, they're supposed to be pretty stable. <coughs> Excuse me. They are, you know, um, I mean, we can relate to some degree with this coronavirus. It feels like our world is upside down, so to speak, you know, right now. Uh, but this is, is really like everything is turned upside down in these verses, okay? Mountains being moved and being shaken and, and earth being removed. Uh, and, but notice what the point that the psalmist is making here, okay? God is our refuge and help, a very present help in trouble. It starts off telling us that God is our help, our helper, our helper. Uh, right there. But begin. He's right there, even though things happen. He is right there. God as refuge. That word there is a common designation for God in in the Hebrew Bible. Uh, It's used some 94 times and 44 times in the Psalter. Uh, God will provide protection and stability even if the earth changes, the mountains quake, and the waters foam. Uh, Tony Evans once said, "The the chaos around you shouldn't override the calm within you. Amen? The chaos around us shouldn't overwhelm uh, it, it sh- shouldn't overwhelm the the trouble uh, around. The, sorry, guys, my my paper flipped on me. Okay, I got lost. Your pro- your your fault, Mr. Tommy. All right, uh, the the chaos around you shouldn't override the calm within you. Philippians four verse seven says, "And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus." Amen. The peace of God, the pe- uh, which surpasses all understanding. Uh, us as Christians. Um, Martin Luther, I mentioned this earlier, Martin Luther delighted to sing <coughs> this psalm uh, in the days of, of, the, of his most furious opposition. He was known to say to a friend of his, come let us sing the 46th psalm and let the devil do his worst. Yeah. So too when Luther was, was dead, his friend heard a girl singing that psalm and he said to her, sing, Sing on, dear daughter mine. You know not what comfort you bring my, my heart. Singing that wonderful song. Unfortunately, I feel like uh, too many people, when they look around, 
they get sad, depressed, down. They feel like there's no hope, and you know, and 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 all that it reminds me of you know when they had the uh, the the hurricane um, and the panhandle, when there's the amount of uh, of depression that that was there, the amount of suicides that spiked during that time. As a child of God, again, we can have the confidence to be still and know that God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble, because He is with us. Amen. Can I get a thumbs up. All right. The next couple of verses, Psalms 46, verses 4 through 7. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so we looked around us, and now we're going to look outside. And, and what I mean by outside is, uh, this is the that God part of my statement. You know, looking outside of ourselves to a holy God. <clears throat> Here's where we can use the word, uh, th- that word to mean, again, outside, to mean outside of ourselves. <clears throat> and these verses, the craziness in the first couple of verses seems to settle down in these next four. The craziness and you know and the extremes of the first three verses seem to settle. Have y'all know, did y'all notice that transition? Um, notice how things have changed. Uh, and instead of the raging waters, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, a peaceful river. Um, you know, God dwells in the midst of that city, uh, and the quaking and trembling of, tremblings of the mountains have, have ceased now. Even though the nations are agitated and quake, God's voice is sounded and the earth will not tremble, tremble, it says. And so, again, it, it goes, the same geographic elements are somewhat there, some of the same verbs, quake and tremble and all that. They're present, but in the, the second set of verses here, the chaotic elements have been transformed to, to peaceful symbols of the presence of God because God is in the house. Amen. Uh, see, our God in the midst of chaos and trouble around us is with us. Zephaniah three seventeen says, The Lord your God is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will be quiet in his love. He will delight in you with singing. Isn't that an awesome thing to know that the God uh, of the whole universe delights over you with singing? That's a pretty cool thing. Uh, I'm glad it's him doing the singing and not me. Because anyway, all right, I, I I didn't get a I didn't get an amen. Don't don't do that. All right, um, see you over there, Miss Rhonda. You gotta don't do that. Um, unfortunately, I feel like whenever uh, whenever people do look outside of themselves for help, they don't look to God. Amen. They look at they look at the wrong places. And maybe you did that for years before you came to Christ. I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe they look for other people to fulfill them. Y'all remember the movie Jerry Maguire? Anybody ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire about the sports agent? Uh, and, and he and he falls in love with a young lady. And the famous line is, "You complete me." Anybody familiar with that? Okay, you complete me. That, that's the, the thing is that that's not going to happen. I've actually even used that in in uh, in, in in marriage. Um, uh, counseling. That person's not going to complete you, okay? You cannot be, that person's not your superman, it's not your superwoman, okay? Um, and, and, or maybe they look in things, you know, to, uh, to, to satisfy them. And, and we see, we've seen time and time again in history that some of the most wealthy people are also the most oppressed people. And so things are, aren't going to do it either. And so, because there's that God-shaped hole in all of our lives. That can only be, the only key is God. Now, that's going to feel, that's going to open that hole, okay? That's going to open that lock on your heart. As a child of God, we can have the confidence to be still and know that God is our refuge, 
a very present help in trouble because he is with us. Look in verses 8 through 11 with me in the ESV is what I'm reading from. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chairs with fire. And a very famous uh, scripture here, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Which is a repeat. Some of y'all may have noticed that. That's going to be in our next point. Okay. Uh, of another verse that we said earlier. So the third one. So we've looked, uh, we looked around. Uh, and saw just trouble all around us, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we've, you know, if we come to Christ, we've now looked outside of ourselves uh, and up to a holy God, and now we look within. The thing is, like, you know, there, there's a, there's a, a there's faith's got to happen, okay? Faith has got to go from your head to your heart, uh, and this is, this is the we can have confidence part of our main statement. This is the within. Uh, what I mean by within here is that we have to have faith inside ourselves. We have to internalize it. Uh, it's one thing to know it. It's a completely other thing to believe it, you know, to believe it's going to happen. Uh, you know, e- e- even yesterday going fishing, you know, I was like, I kept on saying, oh, we're going to get it. We're going to get I'm going to get one, fellas. I'm going to show you how it's done. Now, I only caught um, four. I did catch a couple of them. I caught a shark. That was pretty cool. But, um, you know, but you know, I, I, and then uh, Kirk Mitchell was with us and, and with me and Mr. Combass, and he's a new football coach, by the way. And he was like, I like your, I like your, your, po- your positivity, Coach Murphy. And I'm like, I know, man. I haven't caught a thing, but, I'm, but I'm, I believe I'm going to get it this time, you know. But it's a matter of, of, of having that, uh, that confidence and it going to not just saying it, but actually believing it. Um, and, and think about it for a second. When, whenever we, I don't know about you, but, but I think we can all say we can, we can be still whenever we look back at all the many times that God has been faithful in our lives. Amen? I think, I think Brother Steve can, could, could testify to that. Amen? All right? That God is faithful. All right? Um, how has God been faithful to you? I love, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. One of my favorite verses, Brother Tommy. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for His mercies never end. His mercies never end. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Great is your faithfulness. His mercies never end. I'm going to dwell on that for a second, because, see, maybe you thought at one time that His mercies would end. Uh, that they wouldn't reach you that you weren't good enough. Or uh, maybe you need to just kind of get over yourself, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, if that's even you right now, it's a false humility, you know. It, it's an excuse. People, people trying to say that they aren't, they aren't worthy of being saved. God's mercies never end. All right? um, no, one, no one here will ever be able to out God's love. Amen? No one. You can't outsend God's love. Nobody is beyond the grace of God. They are new every morning. Every morning. So you know, I got an iPhone. Some of y'all have an iPhone, right? All right. Uh, I actually was one of those crazy people who stood in line the first time the iPhone came out. Stood in line. Sally will tell you. I, I don't know why he did that. You know, uh, she's shaking her. She's nodding her head over here. You can't see her. All right, um, because it was so cool and it was new, and no one ever seen anything like that before, and it was so new. That was the word I was getting at, new. Uh, man, I can't wait to get that new iPhone, you know. And then every time a new one come out, I try to get the new one. Now, I don't really, I haven't done that for years now. I just wait till like the second one, I, you know. But anyway, second one after that, but because it's always new every couple of years anyway, or the next year. But my, my point is, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, I wanted that new shiny toy. It was really cool. The thing is, like, it says here that God's mercies are new. All right, so I'm talking about something that's new. 
God's mercies. Don't we all need mercy? Amen? We all need mercy. Uh, now, and take that, the whole idea of mercies being new times infinity. Right, brother? God's, new, God's mercies are new when? Every morning. Not, not, just, not just two times a week. Every morning. Okay? Not just six times. Every morning. Seven times. Every morning. Okay? Oh, man. Exodus 6 reminds me of uh, Exodus 16, verses 13 and 14 of the Israelites. And some of y'all know where I'm going with this. It says, So at evening, quail came and covered the camp. In the morning, there was a layer of dew all, all around the, the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated, there were fine flakes on the desert surface as fine as frost on the ground. I mean, he was giving them, you know, quail and manna every day. All right. Um, you know, he didn't forget about them. You think he's going to forget about us? All right. I don't think so. And because of his great faithfulness, we can, st- we can be still. Within ourselves, we can be still. We can have that peace because we know we have a God who can handle things. Amen? I used to hold my baby girls when they were both, when they were both babies. I told them the, the, this the other day. Uh, of course, you know, obviously Sally did the heavy lifting with everything, with the babies, of course, because she's awesome. But uh, there were times when the girls were, you know, when the babies were, when they were babies and they get agitated and, you know, crying or whatever. And there would be many times when I would take them and I would hold them, put them, and I'd walk outside and I'd sing to them. And that's about the only, about one or a few times in my life that, that my, uh, my singing didn't, didn't turn somebody's stomach, I don't think. Maybe it did. Maybe, they, maybe it did turn their stomach. I don't know. Uh, Bill Tommy is questioning me on this. But, uh, but I would sing a song, you know, I can see the fingerprints of God when I look at you. All right. And that's a Stephen Curtis Chapman uh, song, and I, I would sing that song to them, and and they would just they would just settle, you know, and 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 be and be calm. Uh, another time, and um, you know that that I just want to, you know, that actually just I just thought of and remembered when my my daddy's daddy, uh, my papa Murphy, when he when before he passed away, he had come home uh, to hospice, and you know, and uh, he was waiting, I think, for his for. Uh, his daughter, my aunt Brenda, to get it from Macon and um, and get there, and and uh, I was there, you know, with them, and and um, for whatever reason, I still don't, I still don't know uh, why, but as he was on his bed and he would he would die a couple hours later, um, I started singing some some church hymns, you know, and again, I'm you know, I know y'all joke with me, and I joke myself about my singing, but for whatever reason, that seemed to calm and and just kind of just put my pop at peace. I don't know. You know, and, and uh, I can remember grandma, uh, my grandma saying, keep singing, Patrick. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's one thing I can do. I can keep, I can sing another song. Uh, because the whole idea is that we can be still and have a common peace when we know that our God is faithful. Amen? Our God is faithful. His mercies are new every morning. Uh, I think um, maybe sometimes we forget that, you know, don't we? Can we be honest with ourselves and say that sometimes we forget all that God has done for us? And we think, we think, well, he got me through that heart surgery, right, brother? But, but I don't know if he can get me through this. I don't know. Uh, and, and maybe, who knows? Who knows what happens in that situation? But, but my point is that we still have a God who is able. Remember when Joshua in the Old Testament, y'all know what he would do a lot of times whenever, he would, whenever they had like a victory? He would set up stones as a memorial, you know? And it was a reminder. When I see those stones again, that was a reminder that, man, God was faithful to us. And we come again, you know, miles and miles away, whatever, and come to another place where there were stones. That was a reminder. Yeah, I remember that time God was faithful to us. 
I don't know, maybe we should do the same thing. Not saying we actually construct uh, some monuments or whatever with, with songs, but uh, mentally we, we make that, you know, we, we help remind ourselves every day of how good God has been to us. We, we create spiritual memorials. Let us never forget that. His mercies are new every morning. And, you know, being still is much easier said than done. I, I, I can attest to that in, in reality as far as the hopper I am. <clears throat> because the idea is you have to trust. In order to be still, you have to trust someone greater than yourself. Yep. There's another place in the Bible that talks about water being still, and that was uh, Matthew chapter 8, and that's when Jesus walked on it, by the way. See, unfortunately, I feel that when people, uh, when they look within, um, they are expecting the answers to come from themselves, you know, rather than a belief in a, in a holy and righteous God who gave his life for us. So what, again, what I meant by within is the idea that we can trust our God because he is our refuge and it's not anything that we can do. So again, as we kind of get into the closing out here, as a child of God, we can have the confidence to be still and know that God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble because he is with us. And, and if you have your Bible, you'll notice that verses 7 and 11 are the same, have the same words. Um, again, these are songs, so that's not unusual for, for there to be re, you know, repetition. Uh, verses 7 and 11 say, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And the, the idea of, well, first off, I, I the last thing is he is with us, the word with. Uh, the girls know that there's a song that we listen to. Uh, it says, you know, he is with us. He is with us always, always. He is with us. Uh, and so the idea, again, that he, is that God is with us. The Lord of hosts. And that's used a lot of times in the Bible, 285 times to be exact, but only 15 times in the Bible. But the, the idea of the Lord of hosts, uh, is it, that's a, the connection is to uh, military undertakings. It, it's, a, it, it's the idea of, of army, uh, of an army uh, in both the human and cosmic realms. Many understand this phrase, the Lord of hosts, as descriptive of the God who commands the heavenly army. Right? That God is with us always. <laughs> so even things you can't see, God, that, that God is with us. That God is with you today if you're a Christian. That God who is the commander of the heavenly army. I picture a God who is strong and able. And that God is with you today, Christian. So again, as a child of God, we can have the confidence to be still and know that God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble because he is with us. And as we close today, I want to make sure to make a beeline to Jesus. As, as those I know, some of you know very well, Emmanuel means what? God is with us. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, a name for Jesus. God means God is with us. Jesus is a personification of this psalm that we, that we read today. For Jesus himself is our present refuge and future victory. See, God's past record of strong protection for his people is a present comfort to the psalmist. It is well proved, you see, in verse 1. Even if the unthinkable should occur, even the implosion of the earth, God's faithfulness to his promises drives away fear. To the Christian's confidence is even more certain, though, than that because Christ personally promised to be with us, right? Brother, Matthew 28, 20 teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's Jesus talking. So maybe some of us need, today need to remember this. Uh, and maybe it just slipped our mind along the way. In the, in the midst of our chaotic modern world, 
Psalm 46 reminds us that God can calm the raging seas and the trembling mountains and turn them to rivers of life and calm dwelling places. Amen. All that is required of us is to, is to do a couple simple things. Stand still and acknowledge that God is with us. That God Acknowledge that God who is with us. See, I can think of my testimony, and, and as I kind of wrap up today, I think of my short testimony is that I, I was always one. I felt like I, I just didn't have any peace. Um, you know, not, not, no joy, didn't have any peace, was always worried about stuff. And, um, uh, you know, the old statement, no Jesus, no peace, like N-O, like if you don't have Jesus, there's no peace. That's so true in my life. And, and when I finally surrendered my life to the Lordship and of Jesus Christ, I knew peace, K-N-E-W, you know. And so uh, if that's you today, change that N-O to K-N-O-W, you know. All right, but we, my English teachers will be so so proud of me today, for the most part. <laughs> Except on the times when I butchered the language. But anyway, um, unfortunately, people sometimes don't want to believe that. They want to rather wallow in self-pity or a woe-is-me attitude. But I don't know uh, if that's you uh, today. But again, I want you to look that the word Selah was used several times in that verse. Remember, Selah means think about it. So think about it. And... Uh, have you stood still and acknowledged the fact that God is with us? Have you acknowledged that that God, the fact that, have you acknowledged Him? That God is with us as Christians. So have you acknowledged that today? Have you internalized it? Has it gone from your head to your heart? Because all the knowledge in the world won't amount to a hill of beans if you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Amen? So this is where you trust in someone bigger than yourself to do the saving. It's all about surrendering. Surrendering to God. So if you've never made that decision, I hope that you will make that decision. Um, I, you know, I think most everybody here has my number. You can see me, you know, most everybody's all pretty much current, you know, members. So, but uh, it, maybe, you, maybe you've gone, been going to church all your life and, you know, you played the game. I played the game really well. I had people, whenever I got saved, tell me that I was always okay, even after that. As they walked out the door, they said, oh, you were always okay, Patrick. I was. Because if I didn't give my life to Christ, I definitely wouldn't be okay. But so there's people who are still, and they still don't know. Even people go to church. So if you, uh, you know, want to make that decision today, I'd be glad to talk to you. Love you guys. Uh, Sally's going to lead us in a song. All right.